You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTEP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Sal Montez. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lubin Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. All right, Minor Talk is live. We're back after the bye week. He's Sal Montes, the always great producer for our show, screening calls, playing music. I'm Adrian Broadus. Together we bring you Minor Talk after each and every UTEP football game, after each and every UTEP men's basketball game, and uh, a lot to unpack after this one. Miners are now 3-1 and one after defeating New Mexico 20-13, to 13, and this one's pretty easy. It's a tale of two halves. In the first, uh, UTEP looked sluggish. They looked unprepared. Their defense was allowing way too much from New Mexico, who came into this game with six of their top eight receivers out because of COVID-19 protocols, and uh, the offense could not move the ball to save them uh, in the first half. Gavin Hardison had a costly interception late in the first half, and New Mexico capitalized off that with uh, with a field goal as time expired. Then, coming out of the second half, the Miners looked like a completely different team. After allowing 217 yards of offense by the Lobos in the first half, in the second half, Miners only allow 71 yards of total offense for New Mexico. They uh, hold them scoreless in the second half. Praise Mayhule played out of this world. Seven quarterback hurries, a sack. He had a strip sack, by the way. Uh, One and a half tackle for loss. Uh, two pass breakups, four total tackles for the pass rusher. He played at lights out. I really like their safety play from guys like Tyson Wilson. Uh, you, you really saw a lot of really good uh, play from their cornerbacks in this game, like Walter Neal. I, I really like the defense in a big way in this one. Their secondary had to, you know, they were up against one of their, um, you know, biggest tests thus far besides Hank Bachmeyer and uh, Boise State. This was the game that realistically the Miners could win, and uh, they they really had to do it, it tonight. So, tale of two halves. Miners come out in the second half, put up 244 yards of total offense, and that's where we we begin today. UTEP is now 3-1 and one heading into conference play. Salad didn't look pretty. Let, let's be honest, yeah. at times in this game, it looked a little bleak. Besides those two back-to-back scoring drives in the second half for that offense, I felt like they were very conservative in the play calling, really just trying to keep that score alive. And, um, you know, they kicked the field goal instead of going for it fourth uh, fourth down late in the fourth quarter um I, I thought man you know UTEP might might have just wanted to go for it at that point maybe run out the clock and um and you know send New Mexico yeah. packing instead the Lobos have a really long drive you know all the way up until the end of the game yeah. and uh fortunately for UTEP their defense stepped up and had some really big plays late in that stretch yeah I think for that um for that specific moment where the Miners went for the field goal instead of going for it on fourth down um 
I think they just really believed in their defense to get the job done. It's easy to say this because it actually worked out, but um, in my opinion, uh, here I go nitpicking, right? But in my opinion, you don't want to leave it up to what could have been. I, I think you want to try and win it then then and there. However, um, defense stepped up when it mattered the most. And, and to credit uh, UTEP on this, when have we seen the defense perform like this in a while? So got to give credit to uh, trusting the guys to get it done. And also in terms of uh, the offense for the Miners um, in the first half, it we talked about the the small amount of yardage that they did get, but you take away that big catch. I think it was Cowan who had that catch. If you take away that big play, um, who knows what it would have looked like as well. So really a big, uh, big tale of two halves in this one for sure. Hey, when it comes to home, auto, and life insurance, trust the local experts at the Oscar ID at the agency. They're the title sponsor here of Minor Talk. They bring us Minor Talk each and every uh, show as well. And we're, we're going to give awards later on in the program thanks to our friends at Legacy Wellness Center. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about them later on in the show. But you're right, Sal. And, you know, speaking of trust, I, I want to just reel off some things for you. I want to ask your opinion. Okay. Do you trust this UTEP offense in situations when they're uh, they have to come from behind like they did today do you trust UTEP's offense uh no I I can say that I do have um I have some faith because they have some weapons but the reason why I don't trust the offense is because they're consistently putting themselves in positions where they have to rely on those big plays to be made instead of uh how, how could I give it an analogy instead of trying to knock down a tree with one kick chop at it away on first and second down don't just try to go for the big swing on third okay do you trust this UTEP defense after tonight, yes. Nice. Matter, okay. I'll, I'll okay. say this. I trust them for the next two games because we know that they're favorable matchups in Old Dominion and uh, Southern Miss. But uh, we still got to see where they're going to be later on down the stretch and also, to how much stress is going to be put on that defense because of the offense. UTEP is playing on par to the expectations that we set on mm-hmm. them before the season started. We said that they would go 3-1 and one heading into Conference USA play. It looked grim after that Boise State loss. You, you kind of wondered, man, every Everything's really hanging on this New Mexico game. And then through the first two quarters, if you're a UTEP fan, you did not feel necessarily good about yourself. Uh, But after this one, you know, the way that they were able to rally back in the second half, you got to tip your hat off to the leaders on this team. Uh, Head coach Dana Dimmel talked about in the postgame show with John Teicher, Mike Bedez, and Mondo the Monster Medina was talking about how, you know, it was really the the, the leadership that he had, the veteran leaders and the guys who had that experience Mm -hmm. who tried to rally everybody back you like to hear that that kind of stuff and that everybody was kind of angry in a positive way I mean come on let's be honest they were probably pissed off in the <laughs> no, locker yeah. room and they were they were getting after each other being uh you know holding everybody accountable and for Gavin Hardison man to shake off the first two quarters and to bounce back especially off uh you know a four turnover performance that he had against mm. Boise State I thought that was impressive. I'll just say it like that. I know that there are a lot of things that Gavin needs to improve on, but the way that he was able to come back from this one down 13-3, to I know it wasn't a huge lead that they had to overcome right there, but still, I mean, scoring on back-to-back drives yeah. to open up the second half, I felt like that was pretty significant. Yeah, and I think for Gavin Hardison, no matter how a game is going, 
Um, the potential for a big play is there because he has the arm. And you add that onto the fact that there's Cowan and Garrett, you know, somewhere on the outside, maybe crossing somewhere in the middle. They're reliable targets. And I know I kind of sound like a hypocrite for me saying I don't trust the offense. But um, nonetheless, though, this uh, Gavin Hardison guy, uh, quarterback, UTEP minor, whatever you want to call him, just call him a winner tonight. When it mattered the most, he made the right plays. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. If you would like to, to call in and voice your thoughts, Thoughts on UTEP, New Mexico. We're asking people right now, after tonight's win, how do you feel about UTEP football heading into Conference USA play? We have a poll up on our Twitter page right now. Five to six wins as possible is one of the options. It's time to go bowling is another one. Still not convinced. That is a another selection that people can vote on, and seven to nine wins is possible. That's another one. But we'll turn it to the fans right now at 880-5763. That's that's our telephone number as we continue and get things started here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Let's go out to our phone lines right now. Welcome on Rob, who's joining us first. Rob, what's going on? What'd you think of this game? Um, I, I was really, uh, I thought, I thought like this was, was this was one of their most important games um, of the year. I thought like this was a, this was going to be a judging. I, I guess I, this was going to be a measure for uh, all his fans and everybody. You know, the Boise State, I didn't expect them to win, but I felt like New Mexico was going to give us um, a better idea of what kind of UTEP team we got. And it was 13-3 at halftime, and I, I was really disappointed. But they came out and fired fired it up in the second half. And, um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I think we overlooked New Mexico. As as fans, not as not the players, but I actually kind of dove deep into New Mexico a little bit, and they finished off last year. They beat Wyoming, who's really good, and they beat Fresno, who's killing everybody this year. They beat UCLA, and they almost beat Oregon. So New Mexico was trending positively. Um, they got the defensive coordinator from Arizona State, who was working with. Um, with Herm Edwards. Yeah, yeah, he's so a good coach. Yeah. I, I like the coach. Oh, yeah. I like the quarterback. I think they've got some players. They were down a lot of guys at the wide receiver position today because of COVID-19 complications. But I'm with you. This this New Mexico team actually had some some dudes on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they have dudes. They got coaching. Um, And, and it, was a, it was a solid win. I felt like uh, that defense last week in New Mexico, I mean, yeah, the score was 34-0, but they held – they were they were real scrappy against um, A&M. And uh, for UTEP's defense to come out and just shut them out in the second half and all that, um, it was real impressive. Um, and I do trust the defense. The offense, um, I trust the players. But the play calling, uh, it was awesome when they were down. But I felt like once they went up 17-14, they were just set on the run. And, like, you could see New Mexico safeties. Like they were, they were, they were pressing in the box. They were like eight yards off the ball, and UTEP was just running into a box. And I'm like, you can't, you can't pack it in up four points with a whole quarter left. We gave them so many opportunities to come back, and thankfully our defense um, showed out. But you know, you gotta, you gotta play like, you know, you gotta play like you did all, you know, the whole third quarter, the whole rest of the game. Like you have to keep, you have to keep teams off balance. You know, I like to use the example, um, like the Rams. You don't know what they're doing. Pass, run, they're going to get you, you know, any type of way. That's that's the type of play calling that helps your team out. 
when when Hankins is running into a box of eight guys, I don't like that. And they're very predictable. But, I mean, that's just nitpicking. Other than that, I, th- I felt like it was a good win. They should beat ODU. And, you know, UTSA looks like they're going to go undefeated. So, yeah, they you know, do. that's where I'm at with UTEP. Yeah. Hey Rob, I appreciate the phone call as always, man. Thanks for thanks for weighing in. I, I want to touch on this, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Sal, yeah. because we we talked about this off air. UTEP's conservative play calling in the second half after leading uh, seventeen to thirteen. I, I feel like that's a, that's an issue, man, because it's very predictable. Yeah. It's run run, pass on third down, incompletion, punt. And they do that over and over again. Gavin Hardison was fine, feeling himself in the second half. He was four of six, had yeah. some really nice passes, and then they abandoned. They absolutely abandoned the passing game, go strictly toward the run. It becomes very one-dimensional and very predictable for that matter. I, I get it. We're nitpicking right now. Yeah. You know, this is this is a victory for the Miners. They're 3-1 and one on the season. They're playing two teams that they should beat and back-to-back weeks against Old Dominion and Southern Miss who've struggled but if they are inconsistent at times and if they don't if they kind of have these different uh, play calls or I guess play distributions and it's lopsided toward the run I'm not sure what kind of UTEP offense we can really trust out there yeah and the what we're seeing rather I think the quote comes to my mind where it's um you play to win you play not and don't play not to lose you know what I mean and that's kind of what it resembled um, to me down the stretch granted they did get it done so you're right we are nitpicking but kind of want to point out to something Rob said earlier uh, regarding New Mexico last year. We talked about this, uh, I think, after the Boise State game, after that Minor Talk episode, and uh, we mentioned how, hey, they were undefeated going into the game against um, uh, the Texas A&M Aggies. Or something along the lines of that. That's right. No, that's exactly they, right. They won their last two games of uh, last year. Then they won their first two of uh, of this season, right? Uh, okay, so that's they, right. They yes. won three in a row. There we go. But nonetheless, though, um, this was a team that was riding some uh, some momentum. You finish the season strong, then um, you get a win over HBU. You take on your rival. You're going up against the A and M Aggies after you just defeated your rival uh, New Mexico State. You're riding a four game win streak right there. So all in all, this is a team that, if my math is correct i want to say they're five and one or four and one or that's something exactly like that right in stretching their last back to five last, games yeah yeah stretching back to last year you're exactly right on that so this was not this was no slouch right here mm-hmm. terry wilson's not a bad quarterback he he was 19 and 9 heading into this game as an fbs transfer from kentucky he's kentucky, a good quarterback yeah. and praise amayule you got to give him a lot of credit i mean everybody on the defensive front including keenan stewart 54 out there who's down three separate times due to injuries, he would not get off the field. He was relentless and kept wanting to play out there. So you yeah. you got to appreciate things like that. So, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, this was a team who came in New Mexico expecting to try to knock off the Miners in their, in you know, in, in an unfamiliar environment. And, hey, if this game is in Albuquerque, Sal, we might be talking about totally different. I mean, maybe this was a home field advantage type of situation. Maybe so. And uh, something else we had mentioned, too, is uh, just as far as the discipline goes for the Miners a lot better in this game, and we got to see um, basically flags not diminish their chances of winning. I mean, if they're committing flags left and right, I mean, there were some some questionable ones, don't get me wrong, but if they were kind of up to their old ways, I mean, they could beat themselves up 
over uh, New Mexico instead of uh, New Mexico beating them. They will lose the game in that regard. So they played well enough, disciplined enough to give themselves a chance uh, to put New Mexico away and a big, big improvement from the last couple games. If you're just joining us right now, our phone number is 880-5763. That's 880-KROD to get into the program. This is Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Let's go to Leon, who's joining us next on the phone lines. Leon, what's going on? Hey, gentlemen, how are you all doing this evening? Hey, we're doing uh, great, great Leon. Thanks for calling in. What's going on with you? Yeah, he had a real good caller. I mean, I went to the game tonight. Awesome. You know, hey, 3-1, and one, I'll take it after the last couple of years or the last, uh, I guess, decade of minor football almost, you know. So we're happy to be where we're at. Um, and I'm going to mirror a lot of what these people said. I'm going to try not to beat a dead horse, but I think I'm more excited about the leadership that came out tonight some of the major leaders, like you said, praise. I even thought um, Gavin Hardison made some big throws when needed. And no doubt. I think people got to remember, we're going to have this kid for next three years from Hobbs, New Mexico, pretty much almost a local product. And I'm, I'm wondering if other callers said, Rob, I don't know who's calling the play. Supposedly we hear demo, but it's real conservative. And when you got a kid that can sling it like this, sometimes I think we hold him back. And maybe it's for the development, but uh, you should be real proud of what you got out of Gavin Hardison, the defense, and this unit tonight against New Mexico. Let's hope um, whatever the attendance was tonight, I don't know, I'm not quite sure what it was, but let's hope we make it a little better the following week. Well, uh, actually, Leon, I thought the I thought the attendance was going to be a little bit better than what it actually was. Fifteen thousand sixty nine fans at the Sun Bowl tonight. Just fifteen thousand. That's pretty weak. So we need to do better than that if we want to have a better program. These kids are working hard. They deserve um, more people in the stands supporting them. So let's hope that changes next week. But I really am excited about what's going on. Um, Let's see what we get next week. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Leon. Thanks for weighing in on the show. 880-5763. That's our telephone number if you'd like to weigh in on Minor Talk. Also, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. My favorite play from Gavin Hardison today. Not very hard to really come up with this one. It was that 55-yard touchdown to Jacob Cowing. And the reason why it was my favorite play of the game, it was... It was a check down. Uh, Gavin Hardison yeah. goes up to the offensive line. He looks at the play. He reads the defense. He he notices something. I guess he sees the single man coverage, which, by the way, anybody who's watching film on UTEP, do one, don't do one thing, and that is gu- uh, guard Jacob Cowing one-on-one. If he recognizes that man-to-man coverage, uh, Gavin Hardison's going to go up to the line of scrimmage. He's going to change the play. He's going to call the vertical, uh, you know, a vertical route for Jacob Cowing, and that's exactly what happened on that one. Cowing beat his man right away. He beat. Uh, he he kind of went. It, it was like a kind of a, almost like a cross with yeah. uh, Justin Garrett. He hit him in stride, and it was a 55 yard touchdown pass. That's all credit to Gavin Hardison for seeing that and recognizing that and changing the play. Yeah, a lot of time in the film room these uh, these last couple of weeks because that three three five defense poses a lot of. Um, threats so to speak especially when um when they have guys moving all over the field faking you know faking their attacks on one side or or the other but for uh for the miners offense really to take notice of that and take advantage of it in the second half uh, was huge and something that um I think it was uh, Tyrese Knight. They had him on the post game show out on uh, sister station 955 uh, KLQ and one of the questions that Ty Shas 
uh, Tyrese Knight was, um, what was the difference at halftime? What what adjustments did you make? And he's like, honestly, there were no adjustments. We just needed to get our our stuff together and really start communicating better. And that's what happened, you know, basically in the second half. And the same thing goes for that minor offense. Just a couple of uh, missteps here, missteps there. But nonetheless, though, Adrian, in the second half, you could see a lot more cohesion with that unit. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue going back over to Twitter. A lot of tweets to get to. Kevin at SleepyKev5 tweets us, I don't know if it's just me or there's so much fight and resilience with this team that we haven't seen in years from the program this season is looking very bright for the miners hashtag minor talk pinky tweets the show a tale of two halves roller coaster ride of tweets rightly so first half going downhill second half uphill still lots of improvement needed in all phases of the game need fair catches on the punt you want to talk about it should we open up the can of worms now Sal? let's, let's do it now we were going to get there eventually um but yeah this has been a running theme even since last year i mean gary as incredible of a player as he is we know what he could do on offense but on special teams the miners really really need to uh, solidify something in terms of a, of a returner who's going to make better decisions I mean no, no disrespect at all but we see it game in and game out there were multiple punts this game and you can look at other games as well but this game where the ball bounced um, somewhere like 15 to 20 yards and that's field position that was damaging to the miners and what happened with those miners drives Adrian in the fourth quarter where they were trying to put the game away they they were far far into a uh in their own territory to start those drives and if you have better field position who knows what can happen but nonetheless though they definitely got to be better in their punt return team hey you said it best sal yeah I, I don't even need to say anything else on that one you're totally right and for utep just trying to get a little bit better on that punt return just fair catch or, or whatever it could be but just kind of make the easy play right there george salgado our friend and you could check out his great photo gallery up on our website at 600ESPNElPaso.com once we're done here on Minor Talk. Uh, he tweets the show, Gavin saw that a linebacker was one-on-one on cowing and audibles to a fade defender had no chance. He's absolutely right. I mean, cowing simply beat him on speed. There was no chance for uh, for the defender to go up against Jacob Cowing in that situation. Pinky tweets the show, hashtag Minor Talk. I'm so glad UTEP owns the state of New Mexico. And he tweets us a picture of himself wearing those uh, famous Jaime Pinky license plates. I love it. Uh, Manny David tweets us, still on the fence as to whether they can get wins over Old Dominion and Southern Miss. The likely split at best. Still not impressed with the offense. Defense still has a little ways to go. Hashtag minor talk. 8805763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Also, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Oh, before I forget, I got to I gotta read out a Joe Chacon tweeter. He's going to call me out again. All right. Uh, glad I live on in the West Coast. Looking forward to listening to this post game. I couldn't chime in after the Boise loss because I was upset, but the defense and offense in the second half of this game got me feeling good again. Hashtag Brock is my OG. I love it there by Joe Chacon. Uh, let's go out to the mayor of Las Cruces. It's Eddie Morello who's joining us on the show. The mayor, what's going on? Adrian, how are you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great as always, man. How about you? I got to see the end of that game, and Sal already said, talked about it. Uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, it was kind of a kind of scary there because I, I was rooting for the miners. You know, I'm from New Mexico. I said Pinky always calling out New Mexico. <laughs> Come on, man! 
but I was watching at the end, and it got a little scary because uh, uh, you know they had they went, they had to punt I think three straight times, and I was like, oh man! But it was cool to see the the miners close it out there, you know, run out the clock and and get the win. And then you guys were talking about the attendance, and uh, I was tweeting about the attendance everywhere tonight, you know, because there was a lot of events going on. The Chihuahuas were in town, uh, NMSU's playing, Vado Speedway, and then I'm sure all the, the Tios and Tias are having parties too, you know? True, so, true, okay. So there, there's just people everywhere. Uh, so hopefully uh, moving forward, more people will come out and support the miners because they're a lot better than they have been in the past few years. I'm with you. I'm with you, Mayor. I hey, I'm gonna say this. You know, for the UTEP crowd tonight, maybe people saw the clouds and they that that deterred them from heading out there. I don't know. For whatever reason, it just wasn't there. I felt at times the crowd was really loud and got into it tonight. So crowd crowd definitely uh, played a factor in this game. When the when the crowd is there, and no matter who's there in El Paso, because this is the people of El Paso, they're very passionate about if it's Chihuahuas, if it's Miners, if it's Rhinos. No matter what it is, the people are loud. So, anyways, have a good uh, a good show, Adrian. I'll be listening. Hey, have a great night, Eddie. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Eddie, by the way. And uh, you know, to his point uh, regarding the passion for for minor athletics here for those fans out there. Um, I want to say there was what agent, maybe two false starts by New Mexico. Yes, there were. And I know for sure one. I don't know if the other one was, but one. We'll of give them, both of them. We'll, I know we'll, what you're talking about. We'll give them to the Sun Bowl. Yeah. It finally feels good to be on the other side. Yes, seriously. After Boise State's crowd really Man, got to UTEP's offense. That's a raucous crowd, but uh, Boise State, a really, really good team. I think they lost to Oklahoma State uh, last weekend or maybe this week. But nonetheless, though, getting off track, shout out to the Sun Bowl crowd. Hey, King Eric tweets us, the defense played really good in the second half of the game. Hardison still has to make better decisions on his throwing, but this team has potential for six wins. I mean, really, Sal, at this point, yeah. it's over. I, they have met those expectations to go to three and one now it is the race for six wins let's call it what it is let's just throw it out there this right now is UTEP's race to try to get to the six win threshold they've got uh, all of conference USA to try to do it they've got two easy opponents in Old Dominion and Southern Miss and people are probably at home right now rolling their eyes at me thinking oh you're you're talking about uh, UTEP going up against a team and calling it an easy a win or an easier opportunity. Well, hey, that's what it is right now. Old Dominion is simply not good. They were getting shut out today, thirty-five to nothing against Buffalo, and then they come back in this one. They lose on a missed extra point, oh. uh, <laughs> missed, missed extra point, and they were potentially going to tie it, thirty-five, thirty-five. Yeah. That was a bizarre, bizarre game. Um, but Old Dominion's not really good, and neither is Southern Miss. So these are. Two Two opportunities for the miners to start conference play with uh, with maybe some wins under their belt. Yeah, and the big thing that sticks out to me is um, on Sports Talk earlier this week uh, we had Praise and Mehule on the um, on the show and a- amazing podcast by the way. Shout out to a Sports Talk. Check out the Sports Talk podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Sports Talk. Uh, 600 ESPN El Paso out there on wherever it is you get it. But nonetheless, for Praise and Melee, um, Steve asked him what was – there was a tweet that came in asking what was the deal with them allowing Bethune-Cookman to get back into the game. And he said, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. 
we were just feeling ourselves and, you know, we were feeling comfortable at that point. And I don't want – that didn't happen this game. The defense, we, we got to see the ferocity. But what I'm getting at, though, is as the season goes along and they're playing in games that they're favored in or that they know they can win because they're better than them on paper, on film, how is that going to translate to the actual game? Are they going to be feeling themselves too much? Are they going to be too comfortable? Or are they going to show the same ferocity that they did in the second half of this game? That's going to be the big question. I really worry about how they kind of put the – they put their – foot on the pedal and they yeah. go they got that accelerator on at times and they're ready to go and they're they're filing on all firing on all cylinders and then they pump the brakes on both sides of the ball it's offense it's defense it yeah. lacks urgency at times I wish they were more consistent in their play and I feel like we we still haven't even seen you know close to what this UTEP team could really be as far as how good they could be now we've seen the bad we saw it against Boise State we saw it in the first half of this game mm-hmm. but we really haven't seen them play to their full full potential because I feel like if you get the run game going if you really have that true balanced attack with the pass game really do it on a 50-50 split and try to get touchdowns on each drive and defensively if you put more pressure on the quarterback and your secondary is able to clamp down on some of those passes that's the recipe the best recipe for UTEP success and I I still don't think we've seen that yet no we haven't this this team has kind of just been all over the uh, place so far this season a lot more good quarters than bad quarters that's not what we're getting at but uh for sure though I just want to see at least agent three quarters of solid football instead of one good half or a really really good quarter and you know mediocrity the rest of the way at least three quarters of solid football I'm with you on that man hey we're hanging with that hanging with you uh, throughout this show. It's Minor Talk. We're going to take our first time out right now. If you want to talk some UTEP football, now is the time to do it. We've got a poll up on our Twitter page right now. After tonight's win, how do you feel about UTEP heading into conference play? Give us a call 880-5763. That's a telephone number to get into the program. Also, tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We're going to take a time out right now as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Austin Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. We're brought to you by the great people at the Oscar Arieta Agency, who, by the way, teamed up with Justin Garrett, who had a baller, baller performance uh, in his receiving game. Four catches today, 105 receiving yards, along a 40. He had this one catch over a defender, pass interference. It was a really spectacular catch that he had today. The Oscar Arrieta Agency signed an NIL deal with Justin Garrett, and uh, Garrett it was actually there yesterday. JG was signing autographs, taking photos at the Oscar Arrieta Agency uh, location off Lee Trevino 1506. They had a customer appreciation event. It was very successful. Uh, UTEP basketball forward Titus Verhoeven was also in attendance at the event a lot of fun when it comes to any type of insurance including home auto or life insurance there's only one agent that I trust the Oscar Arieta agency I've been a proud customer with the Oscar Arieta agency since I've been pretty much in college nothing crazy not a hard process at all they actually have a really easy setup all you have to do is go onto their website OscarArietaAgency.com and fill out one of the their forms to try to get started.
started. Get a free insurance proposal today thanks to the Oscar Arieta Agency. All right, back over to Twitter right now. Again, UTEP defeats New Mexico 20-13 to as we continue here on Minor Talk. 880-5763 is our telephone number. But we've got a poll up right now on our Twitter page. After tonight's win, how do you feel about UTEP football heading into Conference USA play? Right now, the leading votes, and we've got almost 100 votes on this so far, 38% of the votes is the leading vote uh, count right now. Five to six wins is... So, Sal, it's real interesting because people are feeling very optimistic when it comes to this UTEP football team. Now, there are 25% of people who say time to go bowling, 19% who are still not convinced. But right now, the over, uh, actually the favorite uh, in this right now is... Five to six wins is possible, and I think it, it, that's the case, Sal. You look even further, right? I mean, further than just Old yeah. Dominion Southern Miss because right now it's the race to try to get to six wins, a race for the bowl game. Uh, okay, you might chalk up La Tech as a loss. Maybe uh, UTSA is a very difficult game, and UTEP can't get over the Roadrunners. I mean, who look outstanding right now, like Rob was yeah. calling in and telling us undefeated beating Memphis. But maybe you look at Rice as another place – for UTEP to get a victory. Maybe you look at uh, North Texas as another team for the Miners to try to get a win. Point is, Conference USA, at least the bottom feeders, I think the Miners, the way that their schedule stacks up, they could kind of feast on some of these bottom teams. Yeah, the Miners have uh, an advantage, at least on paper, of course. Um, the schedule's there, but uh, you mentioned La Tech, Agent, and actually I have the Miners upsetting La Tech. That's right. This season, I remember your schedule prediction. Big time, man, but the the one thing that still just uh, glares in my mind is, um, you know, we're talking about the minors with, you know, maybe six wins, which would be awesome. It's a big step up. But I can't really buy into the hype way too much just because they've only beaten Rice in Conference USA since maybe 2019. This is a team that has not won more than one conference game in some time, but when you add on to the fact that their last conference win was against Rice, which was their first win, and I don't know how long it was. It, it, they broke the losing streak, and it was when it was like free beer for everybody. I got you. I yeah. got you on this. So, Ready? So that's when it was. I'll, I'll swing it right back to you. So it was a 20-game losing streak. Yeah. Minor snap it in year one of Dana Dimmel in 2018. So the, what you're saying right now is UTEP hasn't had a conference USA win in three years. Exactly. That that's exactly it, and the Miners don't get that team that they beat until the uh, till their final home game of the season on November twentieth against the well, of course Rice. But just kind of looking at the schedule right now, I like the Old Dominion matchup, I like the Southern Miss matchup, and I know I picked a La Tech um, for the Miners to upset them. So Asian, let's just say it happens that way. That's three wins um, right there. But you add that onto New Mexico. Wait, wait, that's six and one. That's six and one, and a four game win streak. Assuming that it happens, I mean, I know we're going all crazy wow. all over the place, um, but then they'll be taking on FAU, then uh, the Roadrunners, and we know that the Roadrunners are going to be a very formidable opponent. They're probably the best team in Conference yeah, oh, USA. Yeah. They get them at home, Adrian. I need to hose you down, Sal. Well, I, I'm I'm like shocked right here. We're talking about UTEP putting together maybe more than six wins? Maybe if if it can if it can stack up like that, then why not? We know that the potential's there, but also Adrian, we got to get back to reality. 
Yeah. We, we'll, we'll crash down back to Earth. Say next, Fox. I wish it was. Well, I, I mean, seriously, Sal, after, at the end of the first half, I was thinking, is it over? Is this like, is this entire, I mean, really, I was thinking, I was clicking the panic button at, at the end of the first half. I was like, is this over for this idea that UTEP could string along some victories and maybe put together five to six wins? Is it over right there? But no, I mean, I, I think the way the big takeaway I've had here here we go big picture takeaway I've had through four games yeah. is when UTEP hits adversity. Despite the game against Boise State, I, I felt like they stacked up way too many injuries in that game, and it was pretty difficult for them to try to come back in that one. And Boise is just in a whole other class. Yeah, too. and and they never lose at home. That's another thing. Boise State historically never loses at home. So beside that game, when UTEP gets punched in the face against these lesser quality opponents, the way that they respond to adversity is pretty promising. I mean, the New Mexico State game, uh, the adversity, you could call all the penalties that they had and and, uh, really trying to, I mean, really bouncing back and dominating that game in in multiple areas. Bethune-Cookman, despite some traction here and there from their offense, really didn't see much from Bethune-Cookman at all in that game. You liked the way that they responded to any kind of adversity, just like the penalties, just like the turnovers that they had. And uh, and then in this game, I mean, being down 13-3 at half, rallying back. It was your first two uh, possessions of the second half where you scored a touchdown in. That's that's exactly what you want to see for UTEP. Responding to adversity in the right way and maybe not counting out this team when they're down in games. I mean, that that's kind of the, the big lesson, the big takeaway that we've gotten so far. 880-5763 is our telephone number as we continue here on the show. A couple tweets to get to real quick. Claymon Green, who's been great all night on Twitter. Offense comes in big spurts or not at all defense plays good enough when the front four seven controls the game keep a game under 20 and they have a shot I think that's really true I I really like what he said there Claymon Green keep the game under 20 points against your opponent and you have a really good chance to win if you're UTEP yeah it's interesting that he says that especially because I well one I believe it but two look at how many points the miners scored tonight yeah, that's you know right. What I mean? So it's it's a gift and a curse. No, you're definitely right. Joe Chacon tweets us down at the half, not out of the game, regrouped and won. Defense won that game with their play in the second half. We're three and one. Need three more wins for bowl eligibility. Let's get number four next week. Glass is totally half full right now. R.I.P. Dr. Natalicio, right. hashtag reppin' from Cali now, hashtag Brock is my OG. Yeah, we'd be remiss if we did not uh, acknowledge Dr. Diana Natalicio and her passing yesterday. Family announced it was uh, UTEP's president from 1988 to 2019, uh, was instrumental in allowing access for hi- higher education here in this region. So, uh, yes, definitely. I loved all the tributes that we saw today from UTEP and Dr. Diana Natalicio. Yeah, big time. During the um, the halftime um, segments on the on the radio broadcast on 95.5, um, John Teicher had um, Durham, uh, Larry K. Durham, on the um, wow, uh, yeah, and um, you know he was talking about his time there and uh, you know what it was like being a minor back in those days. But um, you know he mentioned uh, Doctor Natalicio, and um, obviously the whole community is, is hurting right now, grieving, and uh, condolences to the family and all of the close friends. But this is a guy who was uh, really good friends with her as well, and um, just having a really really tough time. And um, just sending our thoughts out to Durham as well. We know he was a great friend of Doctor Natalicio, but. 
yeah, I just wanted to point that out as well. I, I definitely need to go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Sounds great, Sal. I appreciate you mentioning that. Let's go back to the phone lines right now, 880-5763, and welcome on Adam from the east side of El Paso. Adam, welcome aboard. Thanks for calling in. Hey guys, how are we doing tonight? Doing well, uh, Adam. How about yourself? Doing good. First and foremost, first and foremost, of course, condolences to not Dr. Natalicio, her family, from the community. She's just such a big person in the community. Did so much for the community, and you know, I definitely think that she would have been proud of the effort that the football team put in tonight. Just a, a gritty effort. You know, she fought tooth and nail for everything you know, to get UTEP to where it's where it is today. And, uh, you know, nothing came easy for her. And just like this football team, uh, you know, nothing's going to come easy for this football team. But <clears throat> I'm not going to talk specifically about who played good, who didn't play good. We found a way to win. And um, at the end of the day, our record says that we're 3-1. and one. We have Old Dominion coming up. And I feel like we're going to be four and one after that. I'm not trying to look ahead. I just I think we're the better football team. I think everything sets up really good for us. But I also feel like even when we started out three and one last year, you know, we didn't end like we wanted. I think we were three and five. But in a weird way, it's kind of not a fluke because we're also starting three and one again this year. I mean, if things would have kept tailing off you know we would have we would have struggled we would have uh, we would have lost to you know we could have we could have folded tonight we could have folded at halftime we didn't fold they found a way to win it wasn't pretty but at the end of the day you know was i you know was i happy that we didn't go for it fourth and one in the fourth quarter just to put the icing on the cake and end it and did i think that it was a little more difficult than it had to be yes but give dana demo credit the players have character. There's character in the locker room. And that's a baseline that we've never had in a long time. And I'm just proud of them. I'm very proud of them. You know, Adam, you said something real interesting, and uh, and I definitely want to reemphasize it. It's the fact that this team, in two years ago, even last year, once they're down 13-3 to at the half, they're, they're throwing in the towel. I, that That's how the previous UTEP football teams were. I think you have to say the same thing for maybe even you know going back four years, all, all the way back to the start of the Dana Dimmel era, and maybe even that, that year before that where they went winless. This year's team almost refuses to lose in these adverse situations like they had. It's almost like they want to prove everybody wrong. Like They're tired of hearing everybody think, Think, oh, here we go again, or oh, UTEP is is back at it again at their old ways where they they blow it in with high expectations. This team rose to the occasion in the second half. What they were able to do defensively was very impressive. I mean, shutting out New Mexico, who looked very sharp in the first half offensively with their quarterback Terry uh, Wilson, who, by the way, Wilson is again came into this one nineteen to nine with as an FBS quarterback. He he's a he was a starting quarterback for Kentucky at times and uh, was pretty sharp but in this game he was rattled in the second half in a big way I I loved Kelton Moss in the interior loved Keenan Stewart Tavita Tafuna uh, praise Amehule who is probably the player of the game in this one I felt like they did such a great job in the secondary I mean they were down two safeties today with Justin Prince out Tyreek James out and they still were able to come through Davion Inyang had a big interception in the second half and uh, really 
nice stops all around defensively. And I was really happy with that defense. I feel like the play calling could be a little bit better, just like you said, uh, Adam. And uh, yeah, I would have gone for it. Also, a fourth down uh, inside New Mexico territory. You have it fourth right. and one. Just go for it. Hand it to Hankins. He'll get it. And and you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one one more thing. Um, play calling aside, give UTEP credit. You do not want to be down ten going into half against Rocky Long as a defensive coordinator. Very, very tricky defensive coordinator. Gives teams fits, and, it's, it, you know, their defense is, is, is a very, you know, it's a difficult defense to figure out, and you go down 10 at halftime, and, and you know, you show some character going down against, you know, Rocky Long, who I think is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. That's, that, you know, that's tough. That's toughness right there. Sure. No, I'm with you, Adam. I, I, I definitely respect their comeback tonight, and I, I definitely acknowledge that, hey, if, if Rocky Long's going into half, he's probably trying to close you out instead of allowing you to march right back in, especially on those first two drives. Great job, Adam. Thanks for the call. Hey, let's pack the symbol next week. Yeah, let's do that. More than 15,000. Man, Sal, and we just got another 15,000 remark. This is from Joe Chacon. I want to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, Joe tweets us, you have to remember 15,000 in the Sun Bowl can sound like 50,000. That is a heck of an advantage. Just saying, and now we have to tell everyone the game starts at 6 instead of (laughs) 7. El Paso is notorious for being late. Hashtag fill the Sun Bowl. Hashtag give them free tacos. You can give them free tacos. You can give them free beer. You could show up with new Texas Western unis. You can show up against your rival in New Mexico and come into this game two and one. Next week going to be three and one. I'm not sure. I, I, I think this is this team needs to do a, just a little bit more selling to the city of El Paso in order for people to show up in masses. I get it. The UTEP fan base will come out, but you're also getting people and one who let's just say it, who who aren't coming yet because of the pandemic, who just, just can't get out uh, of their house just yet. And, you know, it is what mm. it is. That's, that's just the bottom line. But you have to convince the, the casual fan who's still heading out to Southwest University Park, who's going out to sporting events. You have to convince that casual fan to go back to the Sun Bowl and watch the Miners play. I think that's where U- UTEP tries to, ha- I mean, you know, has to kind of win the fan base back. Yeah, and I think also uh, it helps when you continue winning. I mean, we're we're starting to see some some big names uh, to us. The big names. Let's talk about the goat, Shahan Jiraja. He's amazing, uh, but he's always uh, shouting out UTEP. But what I'm getting at though is um, there has to be a lot more people, a lot more big names taking notice of this Miners football team. And I mean, they have a really good chance, Adrian. Next week they take on Old Dominion, and then after that, Southern Miss. I mean, let's just say they do get those right, and they come back home October 16th against Louisiana Tech. That could be a, a game where maybe the attendance could jump up a couple extra thousand. And then let's say, um, I don't know, let's just say they're doing really good by the time they take on UTSA, right? UTSA, a team that is probably the best in Conference USA, a, a conference rival. I don't care what anybody says. They're UTEP's rival. Leave me alone. Um, I do, <laughs> <laughs> me and one other person, the mirror. Um, I that could be a big one as well, especially since we know that UTSA will more than likely keep up their momentum. Yeah, Sal, I'm just thinking in my head, hearing it from the, the uh, I guess, the weekly press release when UTEP hosts Louisiana Tech if they were to beat Old Dominion and Southern Miss, and it writes, UTEP is vying for their full first bowl appearance since 2014, heading into La Tech. 
heading in. If that happens, yeah. we're talking. If we're talking mid October, UTEP trying to punch their ticket to a bowl game. I, I'm just gonna. I mean, how far we've come. You know, I'm just. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of amazed. I'm at a loss for words. I'm right now. You know, seriously, man. It's no, been, yeah, you're but, right. but let's let's call what it is. Their schedule stacked up for them. This is a it's golden favorable. opportunity for the miners to get as many wins as they can. Hey, they needed this following a season uh, in 2020 where they didn't host a single conference USA home game. They had multiple games rescheduled or canceled because of the pandemic. I feel like you know karma's coming around and and helping out the miners this time on the schedule side of things. They need all the breaks they can get as a young building you know program that's trying to build and, and and turn into some kind of a winner yeah they're moving some of these pieces along nicely in their favor right now but um unfortunately the season doesn't end today they still got a lot more football left to play but i mean they they have some of the uh some of the pieces to get it done i think eight eight zero five seven six three. that's our telephone number as we continue here on minor talk we're going to take another time out right now when we come back a lot of tweets to get to we've got more to come it's claymon green it's poncho it's tristan pence still more on minor talk as we continue right here on 600 espn el paso all right, welcome back to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. For all your insurance needs, trust a local insurance agent like Oscar Arieta. Check him out online, oscarietheagency.com. Some tweets to get to. UTEP defeats New Mexico 20-13. to Almost 30 minutes past midtime over here in the Lube and Go studios. So excited to be with you. He's Sal Montes. Again, I'm Adrian Broadus. Got some shout outs that I want to give out right now. First off, shout out to not too many penalties. Wow, Sal. We're not talking about as many penalties this time for UTEP. I can, o- only 29 yards. I can count the number of them on one hand. Wow. Not two? No. Not three? I mean, I can, but I would have to split the numbers up a bit. <laughs> no, Adrian, how awesome is it? What is it? Five for 29. Make sure I got this right. Yeah, five penalties for 29 yards. Um, but you flip it over for New Mexico, and uh, we mentioned this earlier, but I just want to uh, reiterate the crowd um, being a factor in two false starts. Uh, by the Lobos in crucial situations as well. It wasn't just it wasn't just your run of the mill first and you know whatever. I think one of them was, but either way though, that drive wound up being a punt to the miners. So yeah, eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. More shout outs to give. Dion Hankins. He is back in action. We have not seen Dion Hankins play since the second quarter of the New Mexico State game where the miners crushed the Aggies. He came back in this one. Thirteen carries had just. Uh, 28 yards on the ground actually when you net it it was only 25 on the ground but he did have a touchdown liked how Hankins ran it was just tough for any of these running backs to really get going tonight uh Miners finished today 33 carries for just 51 yards really not getting much production on the ground but shout out to Deion Hankins he's back in action that's good to see uh especially since you know he had been out uh the previous two games yeah, big, big time. And uh, also that touchdown coming at a crucial time as well. Seeing the highlight, um, it wasn't just a walk-in. He had to, <laughs> he had to you know, move around and, and create some space for himself, but was able to get in. And when you're able to be that powerful in a game,
game that was as physical as this one, um, we got to give the man credit and the offensive line for for that specific series. Another big shout out, Davion Inyang, man. This safety has been on another level ever since he took this starting safety position. He first started at the nickel corner position. He moved over to safety this year. He's done an outstanding job. I've noticed this. Quarterbacks won't even look his way when he's on one side of the ball. Like they'll look the other side, and and rightfully so, right? I mean, it's a third string safety in Tyson Wilson who gets another shout out from me. Tyson Wilson, man, what a baller. Jonathan Byers tweeted us, how about Tyson Wilson tonight? He looked good. Yeah, he really did. And uh, Tyson Wilson, man, this is this could be some kind of name that we hear, uh, you know, down the line. Mikel Broussard got the start for the minors, uh, but I I liked how Tyson Wilson closed out the game at the safety position. Yeah, Adrian, uh, really looking at this UTEP secondary, and uh, we haven't said this in a while, but that entire unit just played just played in unison and were able to feed off of each other's energy, the communication that they had out there, and also um, willing that team to victory. I mean, we know it was a whole team effort, but you see what the front seven, front eight, or whatever is doing at times, and um, the secondary also put it upon themselves yep. to make plays. They're not just relying on a quarterback hurry or a quarterback sack. No, they want to get out there and make plays as well. Eight eight zero five seven six three, our telephone number to get into the show. Also want to shout out Ryan Metz. Okay, get this. Ryan Metz, former UTEP quarterback, dating uh, uh, a girl named Joanna, who I also know. Ryan Metz, I think it was like the second quarter, Joanna is getting ready for these kicks. And inside the end zone, she's getting ready to kick a field goal in what she thinks is a contest. Pater Pete is kind of helping her. Pater Pete takes off the, the hat, and it's Ryan Metz. He's uh, down on one knee. He proposes to his girlfriend, now fiance. She said yes. Big shout out. We're, we're talking shout outs right now. Big shout out to Ryan Metz, former UTEP quarterback, for uh, for doing that. And you know he's also on the coaching staff today. I love the fact that head coach Dana Dimmel gave him that. You know, hey, you can you can go out and do this. This is uh, really important to you. I love that. And uh, big shout out to Ryan Metz. Yeah, that's awesome. Welcome to the club, man. No, in all seriousness, though, uh, Ty sure was saying on on the broadcast because uh, Mondo Mendina, um, shout out to Mondo as well. He was saying, "Hey, Taish, we had a proposal. Yeah, it was former minor Ryan Metz." And then Taish, you know, slides in and says, "Oh yeah, he told me about it earlier Ooh. this week. I had to keep it a little bit top secret." So uh, he that, knew he knew about it, but uh, yeah, that's big time. <laughs> Congratulations to Ryan Metz and uh, Terry. Was that the name that you said it was? It was uh, Joanna. Joanna. What, where did I get? Oh, I'm thinking of Terry Wilson. My bad. Ah, nice save. No, but uh, <laughs> shout out to Ryan Metz and Joanna. Wishing you two a lifelong of happiness. That's exactly right. Hey, uh, big shout out to Eric Elkin. He let me hang out a little bit in the booth today. Uh, got a chance to watch him and Trevor Vitito chop it up in their ESPN Plus broadcast. They did a terrific job, and it was also uh, very, very windy up there uh, as as we kind of were you know, going through the entire game, but... Uh, did a terrific job. It was a lot of fun to hang out with both Eric Elkin, Trevor Vitito. They did a, a really great job today on the broadcast. Let's go to Ivan, who's joining us on the phone lines right now. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. Ivan, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. How are you all doing tonight? Hey, we're doing great, Ivan. Thanks for chiming in. What would you think of tonight's performance? Uh, I, I was very proud of the way they bounced back in the second half. Um, I think we left some stuff over there in uh the first half, but uh, I'm I'm confident in the way the program's going. We're three and one for the first time in how long? 
you can tell me, but it's. I think they're doing real well. I think that I, I think El Paso needs to back our team, and I think we have an opportunity to do something good, man. The Miners are three and one for the second straight year and beat both rivals in the same season for the first time since they went to a bowl game, which was 2014. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and you know what? I think we're buying into the system, and uh, we have two great running backs. We have two good wide receivers, Cowing and Garrett, and we we have to give our quarterback a chance to succeed. And I think. Um, we have an opportunity to do something, and uh, we can get into the conference play. And, Listen, Ivan, I, I'm with you completely as far as the dynamic receivers and Jacob Cowing, Justin Garrett. I mean, those guys are those guys are really special when you really think about it. Yeah, and our boy from El Paso, uh, once it gets shoulder right, I think we can run through some people as well. We've shown some physicality on both sides, and uh, we, the defense just played out. They played out, and they they – we had a big win, and instead of being one and three, we're three and one, and we're not long, longer crying about what could have been. We're three and one now, and the reality is we have to carry it over to this year, not last year when we were three and one. We had good players, we had a good team, and uh, some of our cornerbacks opted out. And uh, what we showed today is that we have depth in those cornerback positions. Some of them were out, and uh, we still found a way to win and that's what i'm proud about the miners this is big for el paso we've been through a lot in 2020 not to preach what's happened before through the tragedy we've been through and this is a big opportunity for utep to just to stand up for el paso and, and just continue forward and continue to uh to go for our team and, and hope for the best for the basketball team as well you bring up some really great points, Ivan. Really appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in. Um, UTEP and this entire community really has a chance to do something special, and people have a chance to rally behind this team if they're going to do something historic, which uh, you stars are aligning, Sal. We called it early. Oh, this man. is this is a possibility. And just like Ivan said, you know, this is a, a chance for minor fans to get behind him. I, I just hope they've, you know, show up to some of these games. I mean, 15,000. Just not not the best crowd that you wanted tonight for New Mexico. Yeah, big time. That's a rival that uh, they haven't played in some time as well. On to, on top of the fact that it was a good game, um, you put that in there. But I think it's just um, fans are, or the casual fan is just waiting for a solid track record of success before they go out there. I understand it. I mean, they want something to get excited about. This is just a small sample size of what this team can be. Uh, but although the schedule's aligning perfectly, Adrian, we're, we're, I'm buying into the hype right now. Um, they still want to see the Miners win the games that they're supposed to before they go out there and see them play. I think that's fair. I think it's fair to to be cautiously optimistic still after uh, you know four games and after non-conference play. I definitely think that's respectable for uh, for people to kind of think about. Poncho tweets us, UTEP's offense is not good. They did not put together an offensive drive of more than three first downs, not convinced on Hardison. Two turnovers that produced zero points. Defense played great. Great. I have a problem with the two turnovers, no points thing that uh, Poncho brings up. Now, I am still convinced that Hardison's the guy, whether it's for better or for worse. And we saw the kind of tale 
of two halves from Gavin Hardison. In the first, he struggled. Second, he came back. You cannot deny his ability to throw the football, especially how we saw from today. Now, you have to be a little bit patient with Hardison. I think he's a rhythm quarterback. You saw it in the second half. He was four of six to start things off. Uh, really got things going in the passing game, but we really didn't see a lot from that uh, from Gavin in the first half. Saw you know him kind of forcing passes. Even in the second half, he had a, you know he had a a potential pick six that was pretty much yeah. dropped, and you know that's been kind of a a reoccurring theme for Hardison's passes at times. It's hard to evaluate him, you know, with such a short sample size. I think this is his eleventh career FBS start, which is not really that much when you really you know boil it down. It spans over three seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it spans over three seasons. You hit it uh, nail uh, nail right on the head. But two turnovers that produces zero points. That's where I have a big issue. You get a turnover, you get the points. Yeah, they have to. I, I think uh, although it was a, a solid matchup tonight, they're lucky that it was New Mexico. We could just be real right there. You got to start scoring points off of turnovers because one, you got to get the turnover in the first place. You got to create that momentum. But on top of that, if you want to make the game easier on yourself and not have to con continuously punt in the fourth quarter when you're trying to get points don't put yourself in that position by getting some points um right off of those turnovers earlier and also adrian i know that uh, you were saying that we don't really have that sample size i think we're kind of nearing that area though yes we are, uh, we're, we are. We're, we're almost there i just want to see some games in conference play but um it, it's almost Oh, there we go. It's almost time uh, for us to really see what he's all about in these next couple games. Yeah, we're close. I like how you mentioned that. We're close. We haven't seen the full sample size, but we're close to kind of getting a full. I think after 15 starts, we're going to really see it. After more conference games, we're going to really see what uh, Gavin Hardison could truly do. And, you know, after he completes a full season, we'll get to evaluate him as a quarterback moving forward. Tristan Pence tweets us, excellent comeback victory for a young UTEP football team. A win like this can go a long way with the team's confidence and bring UTEP fans back to the Sun Bowl Stadium on Saturday nights. I disagree, Tristan. I thought I thought um, you know, what happened earlier this year, a two and one start could get people back. It really shows that Boise State took um took a lot of fans away from it. But I don't know. I mean, if New Mexico uh, a victory over them doesn't get people excited, I don't know what will, and I hope this does. I'm just I, I we haven't seen it yet. We have not seen the attendance numbers go up, so I'm not going to side on the the fact that hey, UTEP's gonna get twenty thousand plus the next game. We simply haven't seen it. Yeah, they still got to win a lot more games for that to happen, in my opinion. Bottom line. Ed McDonald tweets us, uh, here are some heroes aside from praise tonight. Breon Hayward, Tyrese Knight, both linebackers for the Miners, and Jadrian Taylor, the other defensive end. Totally agree, Ed McDonald. Um, linebackers, we don't talk about enough here on the show. There's just two on the Miners' defense, Tyrese Knight and Breon Hayward. They played outstanding today. I mean, great performance from both guys. Really, after it, uh, Tyrese Knight Knight led the way with 12 tackles for the Miners. Breon Hayward followed him with 10 tackles. You love when your linebackers can really lead your team in uh, total tackles. I think that's pretty amazing. Um, Ed McDonald tweets us, either J- Justin Garrett or Jacob Cowing had a, an amazing catch, almost like a straight vertical leap. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it really was. I, I don't know if you got a chance to see that highlight, but it was so cool. It's, it's so funny because you say this and I'm like, well, which one? <laughs> it's true, man. No, but I, I think you guys are talking about the one where um, he kind of jumped over the guy. Yes, yeah, okay. over the defender. Yeah. That, guy, that snag was great. Julio Aguilar tweets us, I love the UTEP defense, but man, 
That UTEP offense is so predictable. Also, the heavy running back rotation is horrible. No back can get in a groove with so much rotating. Hashtag free Hankins. Actually, actually he said hashtag feed Hankins. Hashtag <laughs> minor talk. Oh, man. You know what? I think uh, I think they ran it plenty tonight, to be honest. It just wasn't working out. I think them and – let me make sure I get this right. I think they had almost the same amount of carries. Yeah, 35 carries by uh, New Mexico to UTEP's 35, uh, 33, but the difference is like about 72 yards in running. New Mexico, 123. The Miners, 51. So they were trying to run it. They they did want to you know establish some sort of a run game, but Rocky Long in that 3-3-5 defense was pretty much uh, not allowing that. They knew that was UTEP's strength, and they didn't allow UTEP to play to it. I think it's unfair to give one of these tailbacks less carries than the other. That's my own, uh, my true opinion on this UTEP running back rotation. I get it. It's frustrating at times not seeing guys get into a rhythm, but Deion Hankins, Ronald Awat, those guys are too good to not have more than 10 carries a game. Quadres Wadley is in that same category, although he got hurt today. He was injured again. Dana Dimmel revealed that following the game uh, and didn't Play the rest of the the uh, the game after you know appearing a little bit in the first half. We didn't see much out of Q Wadley after that. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number to get into Minor Talk six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter is also a way to check in with us. Up next, we're going to preview Old Dominion. We're going to talk about the Miners' next opponent uh, as they host them to start Conference USA play. We'll read out some more tweets. We'll give out some awards, and we'll wrap up this show as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arietta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Alright, welcome back. Minor Talk is live. He's Sal Montes, screening phone calls, playing beats, mixing beats, doing everything. everything. Co-hosting, producing UTEP football, producing Chihuahuas games, doing everything. Checking out Twitter, hanging out with Adrian Broadus, you know, just the coolest things on earth. I love it. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, right now, wow, I'm looking at Twitter right now, just kind of seeing different tweets coming in. Um, everybody's talking. Everybody is talking about the the uh, Justin Garrett catch, which rightfully so. Um, that was that was spectacular. I mean, hats off to both Justin Garrett, Jacob Cowling for their performance tonight. Uh, you could tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. You could set. You could call us at eight eight zero five seven six three if you would like to duck in a late call as we. We continue here on Minor Talk. Let's pre- let's preview um, Old Dominion UTEP, which is coming up next week. This will open up Conference USA play to start the year. The Old Dominion Monarchs, who by the way didn't play in 2020 because they opted out of the season, they lost to Wake Forest 42 to 10. They destroyed Hampton 47 to 7. They lost to Liberty. 45-17, and then today uh, they were getting killed against Buffalo, and it was a 35 nothing game, and then Old Dominion rallies back, but they lose on a potentially game-tying extra point. That is wide right, and uh, it, it missed. Buffalo beat Old Dominion 35 35- 34 Old Dominion limps into this game in conference to start off conference USA play. They are now one and three on the season. Sal, give me your early early opening thoughts on this uh, on this matchup. Uh, well, UTEP is going to face um, a similar situation with uh, Terry Wilson, and that is going up against DJ Mack. 
Old Dominion's uh, dual-threat quarterback. He led the team in rushing and, well, of course, obviously throwing tonight, but a guy who uh, was able to lead that comeback for the Monarchs team. So he's going to have that vengeance on his mind. Um, But fortunately for the Miners, that's a very, very long trip for Old Dominion to take. And uh, Miners coming off of a win, trying to continue that momentum as well. So what we have here, Aging, is a team that's trying to solidify, um, you know, this this one loss, um, you know, momentum, so to speak. And you have another team that's trying to bounce back from a game that they feel that they should have won. They let themselves down in that one. So... I still like uh, the Miners in this one after it's all said and done, but um, it's not going to be as easy as we think it is because this Old Dominion team, although they're 1-3, in kind of looks like they could be turning some things around. Well, Rain wants to win um, you know, in Conference USA. It's going to be difficult for him as their new head coach, first year actually playing football. And here's my big thing with Old Dominion, and something that doesn't get talked about enough, the travel is is really significant when you're talking about Old Dominion coming all the way here to the city of El Paso, vice versa. UTEP always talks about it, oh, when they travel to eastern time zones, it's way difficult for them. The Miners will have that, you know, test later on this year when they take on Florida Atlantic on the road. So that will happen later on this year. But we're also talking about this uh, UTEP team hosting an Old Dominion team who's having to travel all the way uh, from from that east coast. And I, I think that's a, a really big advantage for the trip. Miners. Yeah. I mean, they're kicking off at seven o'clock local time that's nine o'clock their time they're going to be back home at what five in the morning six in the morning their time once this is all over so that's a big advantage for the miners and and people definitely should uh should kind of keep that in mind for next week yeah you know what that that's a good point but another thing too just kind of flipping it on the other side it's a lot easier of a road trip to make back home knowing that you got the W. So Definitely. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. Let's go to Mark, who's joining us on the phone lines right now, 880-5763, if you'd like to follow up, Mark. Mark, what's going on? Oh, not much, man. I'm just kind of disappointed with people dis- uh, dissing the miners, man. I'm new in yeah. thousands of my job. I, I hear you, Mark. My job, and attendance is 15000 for a Division One game. Back home, the high school teams are getting fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand. So this is embarrassing. Mark, where, where are you team? coming from? From Louisville, from Kentucky. I appreciate you uh, you coming here to the city of El Paso, and I'm with you, Mark. Fifteen thousand—that's it for New Mexico. Everybody was so 000? hyped. Everybody was so hyped with those Texas Western uniforms and uh, being two and one going into this game. But yeah, I was I was disappointed Stay too. With Stay with it. Stay with this. I've been watching the Miners for two years. Like I said, I'm new here for my job. I love these uniforms. I love that color. Stay with it. But to the point, 15,000, really? This is a good football team. People in El Paso don't know. They have a Division One football team. This team played really good. Boise State is an awesome team. I saw a lot of improvement from last year to this year. And by the end, I guarantee you, the Miners are going to win probably nine games this year. Wow. Guarantee, Mark. Yes. Oh, Sal's doing a victory lap back here. He's what? Got three more years. He's basically a freshman playing. Mark, I need your energy at 1244 in the morning. I'm telling you, man, this is a good team. They already came out the second half. uh, And if there would have been 40,000 people in that stadium, Miners would have won by two or three touchdowns. Wow. Mark. No doubt about it. Hey, are you going to be there next week, Mark? 
I'm a season ticket holder. I'll there you go. There. I like it, Mark. Okay. Uh, miners, win, miners should win that game by two touchdowns. Okay, here, here's my question, Mark, because I, ju- I just asked this a couple segments ago. But UTEP will get the, the loyal fan. They'll get the fan who will be there, who has season tickets week after week. That's no question. But how do they get the casual sports fan who might not be associated with UTEP? How do they appeal to them? UTEP needs to go out and sell themselves. I mean, there's, there's nothing to do in this town. There's not a dad burn thing to do in this town. All you got to do is go support your minors. It's, it's a you. Division One football program. That should be the that should be the team. There should be orange everywhere. This is Texas for crying out loud! This Come is on, football country. I'm with you. I mean, guarantee if they would have had forty thousand people in that stadium, they would have won by two or three touchdowns. Easy. Easy. I'm with you. I'm with you, Mark. This is a good team. They're young. They're, they're, you're coming along. You're, you're, you're going to see them play better. You're going to see them play better. Once the quarterback gets his stuff together, forget it. They're All right, Mark. Great job, roll. Mark. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Mark. Thanks for calling in, okay? Yeah, Paso should be embarrassed. <laughs> dish El Paso and the fans. Don't dish the team. Okay. All right. I hear you, Mark. Call appreciate in any it. other minor talk, man. We'll get you right on. Great call. Great call, Mark. Hey, I'm I'm with Mark as far as maybe calling out the city, uh, and not necessarily those who are there. Those who are there are there each and every week. There are the minor diehard fans, but you got to get the casual sports fans out there, and they got to realize that hey, this is a team that has a chance to do something they haven't done in uh, you know a very very long time, and that's get back to a bowl game. They haven't done it since 2014. The wins don't come as often. I've never seen a UTEP winning football team as long as I've been covering. Uh, this this team is a media member. So there you go right there. Oh. This doesn't happen often at all. I mean, really, this is a rare, rare occurrence right here. Um, Sal, want to get to another tweet. Ivan tweets us, Justin Garrett went Randy Moss on them tonight with his catch, and Jacob Cowing went Allen Iverson. Stay tuned for what I mean. Ooh, okay. So we might get something from uh, from our friend Ivan, who will be maybe sending us a picture or something like that. I, I like that right there. Um, this is Julio Aguilar following up his tweet. You can tell Mark is not from El Paso. LOL, nine wins. Hashtag minor talk. Yeah, nine wins is tough, man. They've got UTSA, they got UAB, they've got La Tech on their schedule. Nine wins, man. That's that's a glass half full. That's a glass almost full. I mean, this is a guy who's seen football played out there in Kentucky, right? Yeah, a, a guy who who's seen those kinds of teams. So. Maybe he's a prophet. I hope it's a prophecy, man. I hope so, too. If that's the case, Agent, we will not end Minor Talk at, like, the time we're going to end it tonight. We might be on until probably 2.30. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. We'll we'll end the show on Thanksgiving, finish right after Christmas. Hey, good call. (laughs) I like it. And then we'll we'll have UTEP Men's Basketball Minor Talk sandwich in between. Yeah, we'll have it on the ESPN2 stream or something. (laughs) It's crazy to me that we're almost uh, a month away from basketball. I mean, I think practice starts next week which is great we'll, we'll find out more about joe golding and his and his squad uh you know in the coming weeks which is exciting as well we've got some awards to hand out here on the show want to want to give a big shout out to our great friends at legacy wellness center hey after this game if you're looking for some help to try to get some sleep 
Legacy Wellness Center is the place when it comes to all sorts of Delta 8 and CBD products. My favorite thing about uh, the um, you know Legacy Wellness is when you take one of their Delta 8 gummies, it helps for relaxation, helps for appetite, and can also help uh, to just get you that great night rest that you might need. Legacy Wellness Center, 120 East Red Road, and check them out online, LegacyWellnessCenter.com. Might have one of those uh, Legacy Wellness Center gummies after this one. It's been a long night, but I want to give out our Golden Nugget Award for tonight's performance. It is Praise Amehule. What a game he had. Defensive end for the Miners. The pass rusher, Praise Amehule. Let's, Let's run down his stats today. Seven total quarterback hurries. He had a one and a half tackle for loss. He had uh, four total tackles today, a strip sack. So he's credited with the sack and the forced fumble. He had two pass breakups, which by the way, praise Amayule when he puts his hands up and he's got a great wingspan. I love when he does that. We've been waiting for his come out party all year long and he brought it tonight. Praise Amayule, our Golden Nugget Award winner. Wilson is hit as he throws. The ball comes out. And we'll see a mad scramble. Did the Miners get on top of it? So Praise should get uh, credit for a sack, I would think, Mondo. Yes. Miners say they have it. And apparently they do have it. Praise Amele getting that big forced fumble strip sack. He's the Golden Nugget Award winner here on our show. Let's hear from Praise after the game. This is courtesy of Andy Morgan from KTSM. Uh, it's great, man. Everybody in there turning up. We got coaches dancing. and uh, People I never thought could dance was dancing, you feel me? So that's just, that just kind of shows you what winning does to a, to a program, you know. We've come a long way, man. I've been since 2018. I was uh, one of y'all going... You know, it's always a process. I mean, you got to trust the process, man. Be patient. So, you know, it's a great feeling, man. Going to conference, shout out to the minor fans who came out there and packed the Sumbo. You know, y'all, they were, they were phenomenal. You know, the, the noise, you know, it was, it was incredible. You know, it was, it was definitely a great feeling to play at home. Such a great crowd behind us. You know, a couple penalties in the offense. So that's what we need every week, you know. I love praise. He's so funny. I can't. He's the best guy ever. He's, he's yeah. my favorite player. He is my guy on this team. I love praise. Yeah, when well, we had him on the uh, on Sports Talk earlier this week, just the stuff he was saying near the end. It's going to be a big game. Bring everybody. Bring your granny. Bring your grandpa. Bring your sister. Bring, bring your, your dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's awesome, man. Yeah, big shout out to Praise Amayule, our award winner for our Golden Nugget Award. Hey, um, this is what Thomas Gill tweets us on the show. It was the last Saturday home game of the year for the Chihuahuas. What was the attendance there? How many of those fans would have gone to the UTEP game? If not for baseball game, maybe we would have had 5,000 more at the Sun Bowl. Okay, let's check. Uh, El Paso tonight defeats Sugarland 3-2. The attendance tonight, 7,079. Maybe Thomas is right. You know, maybe when we're talking about a non-Chihuahuas season, this was the last Saturday, fireworks out there, people want to be out at Southwest University Park. Great point by Tom, who who tweeted us this, as far as maybe some of those fans come over. The mayor, uh, Eddie Morelos, tweeted, I mean, he called us and he talked about this as well. There was a lot of things going on in this city, so maybe that, you know, maybe more people come when there's less to do. My, My biggest thing is, if you're you're UTEP. If you really want to be the star of the show, you're going to be out. Th- you're going to be out there at that UTEP football game, no matter what's going on. Yeah, big time. Especially when um, this was kind of just added on. What 
probably two, three months ago. So, I mean, I don't know what that really has to do with it, to be honest. Maybe I'm just making up stuff. But maybe a couple thousand, I think, probably would have showed up extra at the um, at the Miter game. I think so. I think it, it, it would have moved the needle, needle a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Uh, we got one more award to hand out today. It's our drive of the game. It's brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. After UTEP uh, forced a three and out, it was 17 to 13 at this point. They forced a three. Actually, I'm sorry. It was 13 to 10. Um, New Mexico still led UTEP. They had a, they forced a three and out on defense. UTEP gets the ball on offense. They have one quick run play. Then Gavin Hardison on third down, he sees a linebacker guarding Jacob Cowing one-on-one. He goes up to the line of scrimmage. He changes the play, calls a fade route for Jacob Cowing, and this is what happens. There's the snap. Hardison fades. Good time. Throwing up the right side. Wide open at the 20, the 10, the 5. It's Cowing. Touchdown. Drive of the Game is brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, from the west side all the way to Fabens. You can go online, OscarArietaAgency.com. Find the nearest location to you and find out why thousands of El Pasoans have trusted them for over 24 years. Oscar Arieta Agency. Check them out online, OscarArietaAgency.com. One thing, one last thing about Jacob Cowing. I think he's the best player that UTEP has, hands down. I think the gap is pretty wide. He's going to get 100-plus in every game. He's going to prove why he's one of the best. He's speedy. He can outrun anybody on a one-on-one route. This guy is just shows me week after week. He had a couple drops today, but he shows me week after week why he's the best player on this UTEP football team. Very impressed with him tonight. Another game where he got 100 yards. Uh, I think this one, even before the fourth quarter as well, another game where he's just putting up these monster numbers and a big, big time threat, a big target, a guy who, um, you know, is able to get into spaces that defenders really can't get to. And you just see that trust between Hardison to Cowan. So, yeah, he's if he's not the best, he's definitely one of the best. I would have to probably say praise. But I mean, hey. <laughs> those were the two guys that we chose for the highlights at the end of the game anyway. And those two guys, big, big impacts. So, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. Hey, we've got Milkman who chats with us on our free mobile app. Wanted to get to this one. He just actually joined us recently and about 20 minutes ago on our app. Chat, hell of a game, guys. I got to tell you, it wasn't the crowd just choosing to arrive late. UTEP needs to do something about the ticket center. We got there in line 10 minutes before the game time, and it got to the front 45 minutes later. Also, they could just text us the tickets instead of printing them out. Why make us wait that long if you're not even going to print them? Just do it all online or else speed the line up. Wow. There was a huge line when we left the ticket center at 745. People may have just walked away. The walk-up crowd may have said, no, nah, no way. We're, we're not doing this. That could have been the case. Yeah. And you know what, Agent? I think this is probably the second, or it's the second time I hear it. I'm pretty sure you've heard it a couple more times on Sports Talk, but um, the second time where somebody's complaining about the ticket procedure, and yes. especially when you're trying to get fans out there, that's one thing, but then you have these other promotional, uh, or these promotions and uh, a variety of fun things that you're doing. This is what's bringing some of those extra fans to the games, but when they have a bad experience with that, they're, they're not going to want to go back. 
back. And if they do, it's not going to be anytime soon. So definitely frustrating. But um, thanks for reaching out to us big time. And especially if you're you're somebody who likes to tailgate, somebody who arrives late, yeah. somebody who works. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Hey, Sal, that'll probably just about do it for us. UTEP defeats New Mexico 20-13. to Up next, the Miners, who are 3-1 and on the year. They'll open up Conference USA play against Old Dominion. We'll have all the coverage for that game and plenty more all next week. But for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Brada saying so long and thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.